Hello and welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. Today we're going to talk about having a CEO mindset for your career with Ashley Fernandez. Ashley Fernandez is a professional certified career coach who specializes in helping high-achieving corporate women X develop into leaders and own their career development. With Ashley's background as a Fortune 500 recruiter, having successfully transitioned across six industries ranging from nonprofit, healthcare, and professional services, she helps others gain clarity, increase confidence, and build a career on their terms. She is known as the career hype woman, love that, mm-hmm. and the go-to expert if you are ready to level up in your career. Ashley joins us from New York City. Ashley, welcome to the Career Builders Podcast. Thank you both so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you've got a really interesting background, um, as we just heard a little bit of. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about your career journey? Sure. If I think about it in the most succinct way, um, I will say I started as a bartender and now I'm at a point where I'm making well over six figures in corporate America. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is hope for everyone because normally if you're, in a situation like I was um, working a bartending job because the actual quote unquote day job I had in the nonprofit world did not afford me my rent in New York City. Um, So I had to supplement, which allowed me this great opportunity to really dive into the hospitality space um, and see what that was about, ranging from not just bartending, but opening new restaurants, training staff, like a whole variety of things that I never ever would have imagined. And then from that point, I transitioned across, as you mentioned, multiple industries, including healthcare, IT, uh, HR, and most recently into professional services and launching my own business, which is where I'm at today. That's amazing. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited about this topic of having a CEO mindset. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Yes, I would love to. So most often when people think about a CEO, right, they imagine likely an influential person who's making decisions for a company, leading strategic vision, right? So the company continues to achieve its goals, you know, based on whatever that vision is. And really having a CEO mindset is thinking along those lines, but applying it to your career, right? So think of your, your career as the company and you're the CEO making the decisions. Mm-hmm. That resonates. Very cool. Can you talk a little bit more about that? So like give, can you give me an example of like, let's just say um, someone who is early on in their career, somewhere between maybe three and five years into their career, what are some of the thoughts they might be having if they're thinking from that CEO's mindset standpoint? The thoughts they might be having um, would likely be, where do I go from here? Right. So if you're so think about like three to five years into your into your career, maybe you are either thinking, why did I get into this job? I got to get out of here. This is not this is not for me. Or you're at the point where you're like, OK, I'm in a groove. Right. This is what I want to do with my life. Now, what what does that path look like? And then really taking taking the ownership on yourself to figure out how do I then grow my career in my company, you know, and and overall. Right. So putting big picture visions and goals to what you want to achieve. And then how are you going to get there? Right. So thinking, are the projects I'm working on stretching me enough? Are the people I'm connecting with going to align with my greater career strategy? Right. So those are some of the things that you would start to think about Cool. at that point. 
And, and when I think of a CEO too, you sort of think of ownership, like they, they sort of own all the decisions that are happening yes. within a company. And so when you're talking about decisions, I think of somebody really giving themselves permission to say, this is what I'm going to do. And I don't really have to answer to anybody. Exactly. Exactly. And, and often I feel like the, the three to five year or, you know, a few years into your career, and even when you're well in, right, 20 years mm-hmm. in, and then you're finally like, wait, no one else is responsible for this except me, <laughs> right? Yes, people have influence. People can help direct or, you know, roadblock in some cases, but the ownership is on you. So early on in your career, if you adopt this mindset, you'll be set up for success down the line. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. I wanted to kind mm-hmm. of make that a little bit more concrete and you did a great job. I'm super curious to know where do you think this idea of having a CEO mindset might come from? So I, I like to think back to, to myself. Um, I finally had the aha moment, right, where I needed to take ownership and stop playing the, the victim, if you will, in my career and thinking, oh, why is this happening to me, right? Oh, I'm in this toxic environment again. This boss doesn't get me, right? And like, let's be real. I'm sure plenty of people listening can relate, right, to this at some mm-hmm. point, right? And so it's all like, mm, but is it really poor me? Or is it just like, okay, Ashley, yeah, maybe these things are quote unquote happening to you. But what if you flip the script and then think about it happening for you, right? So maybe the toxic work environment is happening for me. So I realize what type of environment I want to work in. Right. And that's such a powerful mindset shift because it's, it's very easy to get down the track. That's like, nothing is working for me, or, you know, I want to get promoted and no one's listening, or I'm, I'm, you know, too far in my career that I can't excel. I can't make a change. And it's all that I can, I can't, I don't have this, whatever all those excuses that we like to give ourselves are. But if you really take a minute and flip it around, I was able to, to take that mindset and then really use my background in project and change management to apply it to my career, which is exactly what I help my clients do as part of shifting this mindset. Super cool. I feel like that's such a difficult thing to do when, like until somebody actually (laughs) says that to you, Yes. until somebody says you can actually take ownership and take control and make your own decisions and not have to be at the mercy of other people's choices or decisions. It, It takes so long to get to that point, I feel like. It, it does. And, and it's kind of a, a fine balance too, right? Because no, you don't want to just go into any job or suddenly tomorrow, just, you know, say, Hey boss, I want to have a meeting with you. This is what I'm thinking. Right. But it's, it's coming to the idea that you do have some control, right. And you can make the decisions and yes, there may be things in place, right. Maybe the, you're at the range for your role. So there, there's no more money quote unquote mm-hmm. in that gap right? That pay gap area. But okay, so what else can you do? How can you stretch? How can you continue to get where you want to go and thinking outside of the box, right? It's not linear always. Um, There is not one defined process from A to Z, but it's taking the ownership on what does that mean for you? And then, then figuring out a plan how to get there. It, it kind of reminds me of this, this topic we've talked a little bit about on the show around having sort of a vision for your life, for your career, kind of having an idea of like, what is the castle on the hill, better future for me and the world and the people I care about. And then the mission, which is what takes you along the journey that gets you 
to that vision. Does that kind of resonate in what you're talking about now? Yeah, I think I think for sure. And it's also important to know that that can change. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you're first out of college versus when you're, you know, five to seven years in your career, 20 years in your career, it may, may be the same, but it likely is shifting and shaping. Right. And I think knowing that and knowing it's okay and allowing yourself that flexibility is key versus thinking this is my this is my big term vision, right? These are my goals, and I'm only doing this. And if you don't align, then you're out. Um, I think that that's a bit too much, right? I think you have to allow for some flexibility in there. And also, when you think of big picture vision, right? It doesn't always have to be just the role or the amount of money that you want to make, but what do you want your life to really be like, right? How do you want to feel? What do you want to be doing every day? Maybe you want to be able to pick your kid up from school every day, or Maybe you want to be able to have the opportunity to make the decisions to say, hey, I'm going to do spin on my lunch hour at whatever time my lunch hour is every day, right? So it's all of those components of ownership. So we've sort of touched on this a little bit, but at what point in your career do you think that people should start having a CEO mindset? I think honestly, right away, right? When I Mm -hmm. think back to to college, if you think of yourself, your college career, quote unquote, I would say that's a key component. And most people in college are not thinking about this. And they're like, what is this? What is she talking about? But if you take your education into your hands and you know, okay, I want to take the classes that I'm interested in, right? I want to focus maybe my volunteer efforts around things that I'm curious about and start to put those pieces in place at that point in your, in your early career. Then by the time you're well, you know, a few years into a corporate job or your own business or whatever you're doing, you already have that mindset ingrained. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that mindset back when I was in school because I didn't have that kind of ownership that we're talking about now. And it took me a long time to get off the ground as I came out of school as a result. But I totally think that's normal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Most of us don't. It's like, oh yeah, I went to college. I did this. I went to college and I have, I got a degree in psychology, but I am, that's not necessarily what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think if you start to think about mindset and ownership from that, early on, it will really help so that when you are in the corporate world, you already have a good understanding of what that means. Yeah. I also see this applying to, for example, your job search. So if you're just finishing college and you're about to take on your job search, sometimes people will wait or, I mean, at any point in our career, it could be just getting out of college. It could be 20 years into your career, but sometimes you feel like you're waiting for somebody to save you. Yes. Yes. And yes. Right. <laughs> back to the victim, right? Like poor me, why is this happening to me mentality? But you have to do some exploring and like really face into those difficult questions that you're asking yourself and soul searching for, Mm -hmm. right? What might be right for me might not be right for you. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Figuring out those pieces along the way, I think is part of it. Definitely. So we've talked a little bit about some of the ways that people can use it um, in their job search or in, you know, making career decisions, what are some other ways that people have used the CEO mindset in their careers and how have you used it in your own career? So perfect example. I recently had a client who felt like she was at a point where it was just like a a hopeless feeling, right? Overworked, overwhelmed, underpaid, feeling undervalued, like her voice didn't matter in the room, right? Just going through the motions that I'm sure at one point or another, all of us have been, right? And then mm-hmm. you kind of have a minute where you're like, wait, there's gotta be more to life than this, right? Um, 
and she knew she really wanted to do more. The role that she was in was in a very niche kind of topic. And so we brainstormed ways. How can she continue to expand her experience, right, to get to her end goal, which was in a broader role? And she was able to really shift her mindset and take the accountability and now has a position that she hoped to have because she asked the questions, put her hand up for new opportunities, and really took the ownership of, this is my choice. This is what I want. Okay, this is what I have to do. I'm doing it. Versus waiting for, you know, leader in, in the larger group to say, hey, I see you're doing really great here. Do you maybe want to explore something? No, like they're not going to do that. If you want it, you need to go ask for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that was a, a great example. Um, and for myself, I think, you know, I've really been able to use this mindset to navigate uncertainty navigate rough and toxic volatile work environments um, and really lean into my values, right? To align to my greater career strategy. Cool. I'm hearing like shades of um, Stephen Covey's habit number one, which I think is just like be proactive. I can't remember if those are the exact words, but like there's a lot of, we're talking about ownership and then the action that comes out of feeling like you have ownership is proactivity Proaction is not a word, but I think you understand what I'm saying, dear listener. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But doing something that's that's you initiating and taking charge. I love it. Yes, proactive is a great way. Is a great way to sum it up, right? Like, you, if you don't ask, you're never gonna know. Cool, I agree with that. Absolutely. How um, how do you think someone holding a CEO mindset when they're thinking about growing their career? How might they approach growing within their current company? versus the idea of changing and going to a different organization like when you look at that decision that a lot of people in their careers they face at some point how might a ceo mindset kick in there so i think again it goes back to the point of asking for what you want Hmm. um but likely a person with ceo mindset right is already working at a company that aligns with their personal values that they feel invested in and that they feel that the company is invested in their success, right? And so that in itself really allows them to open up to have the conversation with their boss um, or whoever manages their performance, whoever that might be, leads their team, et cetera, to talk about career path opportunities and what's available, right? And what are they really interested in? And that's likely a topic, not only for a year end discussion, right? Mm -hmm. But on an ongoing basis, when they meet with them one-on-one, to continue threading the the needle, if you will, um, and making sure that that point is always there in the conversation, right? What what are we doing to get me here? This is what I have done. What do I need to work on? And and it's kind of a teamwork effort versus going to a better opportunity at a different company where if you're at a roadblock um, and don't think that taking ownership will be well-perceived in your company, or you've reached out and they're like, too bad, you're stuck where you're stuck, deal with it, right? You're lucky to have a job kind of response. Then I would recommend making sure you weigh out what the new opportunity, right? The pros and cons of making a shift, really making sure it aligns with you, your values, what you're going for, um, and then tapping into your network because the network strategic uh, connections in your network will be super helpful when you're pursuing another opportunity. Love that, that's such a great tip. Yeah, yeah. A lot of value right there. I'll just sort of like let the listener sort that one out for themselves because there was a lot of knowledge in that one. Thank you. Is there any way that employers can encourage this in their employees? Like do do employers want employees to think like this? 
I think employers want employees to take ownership of their career for sure. And I think also empowering their employees foster some innovation, right? And out of the box thinking almost more thinking around um, entrepreneurship type, right? Think, think of how we're approaching business, how they're approaching projects with a broader angle. Um, so I definitely think it's encouraged. Um, most employers should be fostering an environment that's open, honest, and transparent. So you would hope that they have a vested interest, right, in their employees' interests. And back to like a meeting, you know, a meeting with your manager, those interests should be explored, right? And then how do you help your employees, if you're an employer, how do you help your employees capitalize on growth opportunities there, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're the employee, then you need to ask for them if you don't see them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What do you think are some of the pitfalls or potential drawbacks of having a CEO mindset, if there are any? I mean, I think there's always pitfalls with everything, right? Nothing is, the grass isn't always green <laughs> everywhere. Um, I think oftentimes being coming off as a little bit arrogant or thinking that you know everything, what you know is best, um, can be a pitfall or a trap that can easily happen. Um, and then also when it comes to like, promotion discussions, right? Raises or, you know, even the direction somebody might take on a project thinking that you deserve it, right? Because, or, you know, you need to do it your way because you've always done it that way when really there's always a bigger picture, right? And a, and a larger conversation that needs to be had versus just because you think so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like there's sort of a, an extreme end of this. Like if you go to the extreme of it, you end up sort of being that arrogant person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you think of people who are who are great CEOs and great leaders at companies, they are often leaning in and very, very tuned into their talent. Right. So think about that for yourself, right? Really tune into to you and how you're showing up in your company as well. So we talked a little bit about toxic workplaces earlier, and I want to just touch on sort of a a difficult scenario when people are facing discrimination in the workplace um, or bias in the workplace. I have heard a lot about, you know, the difference between assertive and aggressive, which can come up often when people are facing that type of discrimination and bias in the workplace. So does this look different for somebody who is facing that? I, I think ideally, no, right. It shouldn't look different, but I love your point of assertiveness, right. Aggressive. I've been called both. I've been called plenty of other things. Um, and I think that comes down to people being uncomfortable with how comfortable you are making your points. Mm. Right. So Mm. If I put my in my own example, right, I don't shy away from difficult conversations. I am not the person who's going to hold back my opinion. And that could rub people the wrong way if they're not confident in having women speak up and share their voice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you are a, an individual who has experienced or is experiencing workplace discrimination or bias, I strongly encourage you to raise any issues to your appropriate channels in your organization. There are likely at least one, if not more than one, um, because companies should be creating inclusive work in- environments without a doubt and having a zero tolerance discrimination policy in place. So if that's not in place at this point, I mean, I change, change companies because that's like, that's a non-negotiable for me, in my opinion. Um, 
And the, yeah. in the, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I'm just wholeheartedly agreeing with you. Yeah. yeah. Make the executive I mean, decision. Yeah. And again, right. It goes back to aligning where are you working with your values and what's important to you. Mm-hmm. If a company doesn't have that at the forefront of what they're doing, underlying everything, then there's a bigger, there's a bigger challenge there versus your mindset around, you know, owning your career. Mm-hmm. So if we think too about, um, roadblocks, right. That p- people can face. So there will always you know, be a leader who is making a hiring decision, compensation adjustments, having influence, but it is really up to you, regardless of your race, gender, sexual orientation, you know, any background, it's up to you to, to own your career and know when it's a good choice for you to stay or to leave somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have any strategies for dealing with some of those more difficult situations where so let's say you are in, in a place where you want to leave eventually, or you want to just explore, you want to see what's out there, um, but you are facing some of that discrimination. Do you have any strategies that people might be able to use to approach those topics in their workplace with their boss um, when they're feeling maybe uncomfortable doing so? I think a lot of times there is good intentions for, for leaders and organizations, and they may just not be educated around bias um, or around certain topics, or even understand that what they are saying or doing can be perceived like that, um, which is where I think it's a twofold coin, right? We have to give people a little bit of grace on their learning journey, wherever they are, as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion, but that doesn't mean it's a pass right? It's not acceptable to treat anyone that way. So I think definitely going down the channels that you have established in your organization are, are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, working with a mentor or sponsor in your organization, because the hope is you would have one. And if yeah. you don't, that's a whole nother topic we could dive into any day, um, you know, to really be a sounding board to help you navigate kind of the internal politics, because internal politics at organizations are always a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being honest, right? Like, and I think that the honest and vulnerability component really comes into play and it, it's not easy, right? It's not easy to have that conversation. Um, and some people have never had that conversation, right? So they're thinking, how do I even approach this with my boss? But it's working with a, a group of people, right? Whether it's a network at work, whether it's, you know, other, other people, you know, indus- you know, industry professionals, whatever it is just start having these conversations so that you do feel comfortable and you are okay saying, this is my opinion and this is how I feel, or this is, you know, I'm interpreting X action as bias against me because I'm a woman or whatever it is, right? I'll just use mm-hmm. myself for an example. Um, and calling, calling people out in a professional way. Mm-hmm. Love that. And I, I love the idea of building a support network for yourself and being able to find people to bounce ideas off of having a mentor, or like you said, a sponsor. I think that that's because you're right. Every, every company is so different. Yeah. Every company is different, but it it is critical for you as a, as a professional and as an individual to have a network of people who are rallying for you and your success. Right. So that if you say you interpret an email, right. I could get an email and I'm perceiving it one way when really it's probably not that way. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm calling the two of you and I'm saying, hey, like, this is what I'm thinking. This was my reaction. I want to respond by saying X. 
and you're both like, hey, like, I don't think that that was the intent of the email, right? Like, take a minute. So sometimes it's good to to sense check that also um, mm. because you never know, you know, we all bring in our past experiences every, every day, right? And every role that we go into, every new organization. And so you may be perceiving something that might not actually be the way it is, mm-hmm. right? So always kind of sense check yourself first, take a breath before you respond or react in something like that and lean into the channels that you have available to you to counteract any of those types of behaviors. Yeah. One more vote for the power of diversity of thought, right? And to maybe add to the metaphor of having a CEO mindset, I've heard people talking about the idea of have a career board of directors, have people in your life, right? That play certain roles that you can tap into when it's appropriate at times like this. Yes. Board of directors is huge. I wasn't sure if anyone would know what I was talking about. Um, So I'm glad you brought it up because it's critical, right? It's not just, you know, one mentor or, or a sponsor or your boss. It's, it's peers. It's people who are just in your industry. You know, it should really be a wide network of individuals that you can lean on for input around different areas in your career. Cool. Love it. This has been a really cool episode and I'm, I feel like we could go on for quite a while on this topic. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have some questions that we like to ask of all of our guests that come on the show. Um, and the first one of those is what's the most fun that you've had in your career, Ashley? <gasps> fun, like an experience or fun, like overall. Good, good question. So it, it could be like a discrete experience. It's a pretty open-ended question, or it okay. could be a period of time where things felt particularly fun. Hmm. I don't know. I think I would probably say lots of things have felt fun. And then at other times I'm like, oh my God, why am I in this job? I got to get out. Right. Uh, but I think if I look back on my career as a whole, I would just say the journey, right. From, from bartending in New York city until five o'clock in the morning, five to six days a week and, and we're, and working a nine to five job to, <sighs> you know, landing my first six, six figure job and building, building my own business on top of things. I think that journey itself has been the most fun. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. We always get a different answer from everyone. We ask that question too. It makes total sense. That sounds like a fun journey. It doesn't sound like an easy journey, but it sounds like it was a lot of fun. (laughs) But is anything in life really easy? If it's too easy, Mm. I don't know. Questionable, (laughs) right? (laughs) Cool. The second question we like to ask is because careers often have some form of risk or what might feel like risk elements to them. What's the biggest risk you've taken in your career and how did it turn out? So many. And to that point, if you are listening and you haven't taken a risk in your career, now is the time. Go raise your hand for a new opportunity. Go learn something new, whatever it might be that's risky for you. Um, I would say for me personally, it's going for a position that I wasn't 100 quote unquote percent qualified for. So I didn't meet the list of everything in the job description and requirements, et cetera, but knowing that I got this, right? Like I am the person for this job and this job is meant for me and I'm going to go in that interview and knock it out of the park. So I think that. That's cool. That honestly, (laughs) I think that also just validates a lot of people who um, feel a sort of apprehension around going after things where there might, they might not feel hundred percent qualified for. And so they don't take action. And again, it just goes back into the CEO mindset thing is that if you want it to happen, action of some sort is going to have to take place. And even if it doesn't go in your favor, 
I, my opinion here is that it just makes you better for the next time that kind of an opportunity comes around. Yes, it's, it's, it's an area for growth, right? If you don't take a risk, if you don't try, you're never going to know, right? Like, do you want to be the 95 year old person telling their family, Oh, I just, you know, I never did anything risky or fun in my life. No, I don't want to be that person. I want to be like, yes, go do that scary thing. Jump out of a plane. Yes. Try it. Get a new job. Go try it. Do whatever it is. It's like Mike and I were talking about before the episode. It's all data. It's all just data. Yeah. That's a great way to look at it. All right. The third question that we ask is what is the best piece of career advice that you have ever received? So many gems. I don't know how to pick just one. Um, I would say that every person you meet is a potential door to a new opportunity, personally or professionally. Um, it's really important to build bridges with people in any in anything. Um, so whether it's a quote unquote just for now job, whether it's your first job out of school and you're like, hey, I'm bartending. What do I need these people in my life for? You never know. Um, and perfect example you know, I have a perfect example for that because you don't know how they're going to weave into the big picture. Right. And one of the things I am naturally, I think very good at is building relationships with people genuinely. Right. And that skill afforded me an opportunity to get an amazing job while I was on maternity leave. Okay. That I would not have gotten otherwise. So I was able to go in, even get an interview at a company that is difficult to get interviews for, right? Because of the relationships that I had built, because I didn't know, you know, you never know where that's going to go. And they knew, they knew me, they knew my work ethic, they afforded me an opportunity. And eventually it turned into a whole different job, job. The one I interviewed for, wasn't the one I got because they were like, actually you're perfect for this. This is where we need you. That's so you best. never know. Yeah. And even for this episode, you and I met sort of by chance and yes, here we are doing this episode. That's a perfect example, right? You never know where, where things will lead you. Um, so always kind of keep that in mind, I think is really important. That's super cool. We talk about planting seeds from time to time and the value of, of cultivating relationships. But what your story kind of highlights is that sometimes the seeds that we plant, maybe a lot of the time the seeds we plant, we don't actually know what those seeds will mature into. And so it's just, let's be detached from that outcome and just focus our energy on what we can control, which is planting more seeds and nurturing the relationships that we have. Cool. Yes. That is so, that component is so critical being detached from it, right? Because oftentimes people think it's like, okay, I'm going to connect with this person or I, I, I want a job here. So I'm going to talk to Ashley. Like, no, right. There's a bigger picture. Um, and you never know when they're going to weave in and weave out. So I love that, like being a little bit detached from the action of what you're doing and networking with people is huge. Cool. Awesome. So Ashley, where can our listeners find out more about you? Oh, I would love for them to come over um, to my free Facebook group, the Career Catalyst Crew, or you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Marie Coaching. Very Amazing. cool. We can plug in some links into our show notes for those two sections for sure and encourage all of our dear listeners to go check that out that was yes. amazing this has been a super fun episode that i can already see being useful to so many people in my network so i'm really excited to get this one out i'm so so excited um and i'm happy to have anyone who listens um if they want a free you know discovery session with me just mention mention the podcast let me know um and i'm happy to to help them out with that awesome. cool thank you 
I think we can put a wrap on this episode at that. Uh, what an amazing conversation with our guest, Ashley Fernandez. For the Career Builders Podcast, I'm Mike Bird. I'm Lisa Plain. And we hope you are well, staying safe, and we hope you'll join us again soon. Bye for now. Hey, dear listener. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Career Builders Podcast. If you love the show and want to help us spread our message further and reach new listeners, would you consider leaving a rating and review of TCBP on Apple Podcasts? Without a doubt, your help would be much appreciated. On behalf of Lisa and myself, thanks, and we'll catch you again next week. Bye for now.